BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We got to get these doggies. They're out of the pen. We got to get them back in the in pen. In the pen, in sure. In the pen. We got to get them over to the last podcast network, Country Jamboree, June 18th, 2022, at the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee. Come and check out all the shows that you love on the last podcast network. We'll be in front of you in our meat space, and we cannot wait to entertain you and have a great time. But for those of you that can't come in person, Go to momenthouse.com slash LPOTL and buy your live stream ticket. Yes, yes, you too can watch us perform our jangly country jamboree from the nudity of your couch. Absolutely fantastic. I hope you guys enjoy the show. Thank you so much for your support. And we are so excited to be at the OG Grand Old Opry. Yeah! Hail yourselves! Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? If I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. Ah! It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Fool me, we can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Fernando. Hi, Ben. And Travis Irvine. Hi, Ben. Did you guys watch the best show of the year? What's that? It was on C-SPAN. It starred this really hot babe named Liz Cheney. Yeah, She's super hot. And I was watching her and on C-SPAN, and I was like, this is awesome. She was kind of sexy up there. She Mm. was. I'm going to let you have it, Fernando. (laughs) Authority is sexy. January 6th, the committee is underway. We're seeing what we knew we were going to see when it comes to new footage regarding what happened January 6th, 2021. So we'll discuss a little bit about that. What are we learning? What aren't we learning? And who is still a petulant child? Believe it or not, (laughs) Donald Trump, you know, he's mad at now. Someone's going to get a spanking. Ivanka! Oh, (laughs) right, because she's in the video testimony. And as we know, oh my God, those videos I've seen on Pornhub. Mm. (laughs) When these types of familiars (laughs) that they like to do this stuff, we all watched the interview on Howard Stern where Donald Trump was like, well, I'd fuck my daughter. Right. (laughs) But now... I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be a taboo Sunday. Wow. (laughs) It's going to be an interesting Thanksgiving at the Trump mansion. Absolutely. Also, we have a smattering of other stories. There's batshit people all around, and we are just desperately attempting to navigate the world of stupidity. Meta, (laughs) Facebook, (laughs) there's also a new article out discussing how they influence the minds of children Mm -hmm. and they hook the kids and they ruin the kids with the algorithms. And I must say, be very careful out there. I was on Twitter recently. Oh, Oh, Mm -hmm. look out. (laughs) Yes. I was looking at only the smartest people's tweets and I had some (laughs) former friends and I looked at their Twitter and it is sad to see the algorithm really does erode the brain, mm. erode the mind, mm. and it changes people's personalities for the worst. Maybe it's just the Twitter personality, though, Ben. What is the difference? I don't. Can you? Do- I I'm crazy on the internet. Like I'm I'm toxic on there, and that's kind what? of the, yeah. That's kind of why I'm being funny on there. That's you know, it's a character. Do you think you're adding to the problem? Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. My algorithm's just oh, all... At least he's honest. Yeah. Mine's just all raccoon memes now. I don't know why. They seem to be targeting me. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's all right. God knows you've done a lot of negative things for the raccoons because, of course, you have those two films where you make them villainous creatures. Mm-hmm. 
Well, speaking of villainous creatures, let's just start with the committee. What did you guys think? Did you learn anything new? I mean, obviously, we kind of know what happened. Right. And we know for a fact there will be some people not claiming responsibility, specifically Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity <laughs> and Laura Ingram. None of them mentioned the fact that they were in correspondence with the <laughs> Trump team during January 6th saying, this is bad. This is real bad. Now they are backtracking on that, mm -hmm. saying it was nothing more than a little tummy rumble at the Capitol. Who cares? But of course, <laughs> we do know for a fact mm -hmm. that serious, serious events took place. And without a doubt, it was the closest thing we have had in this country's history to not having the free transfer of power. Yeah. I mean, it became so close. And they so close. are doing, I think, a very good job of spelling things out. Uh, I'm more fascinated, obviously, with how people are reacting to it, how different media outlets are reacting to it. CNN and MSNBC, obviously, this is a primetime hearing. A lot of people are pointing to that as evidence of, well, they want people to watch it. Well, it's like, yeah, of course they do. I mean, they, they don't want it to be a daytime thing. For these people, the ones in political mm -hmm. office, this is a big deal for them. Yeah, right. it is about clout. And you can hold both of those things in your mind at the same time as well. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes, I know. This is Liz Cheney's big. She's having oh, an active it. orgasm on the, on the, <laughs> on the Benny, goddamn dance. Benny Thompson, look out. Exactly. So I'm, like, I'm watching her just like slay, queen, slay. I right. love it. I mean, she is the daughter of a war criminal and a horrible person herself who <laughs> threw her lesbian sister under the bus when she was attempting to run for office. And she did win because she distanced herself from her said lesbian sister. They're all pieces of shit, which you again, <laughs> you can hold in your mind as well. But we, but they can still do good. They she can still do good. She And what she's doing besides all the backlash besides all the hate you know she's not a democrat she's a republican she's proud of being a republican and it makes me proud of her being a republican and standing up for the law standing up for the constitution i Absolutely. guess if we are at the point where wow you're so brave for standing up for the free transfer <laughs> yeah, of power truly, i yeah. guess she's nailing it yeah right is that how low we've come oh you're anti-coup what a good person you wow, are wow that's yes, amazing that's very nice and i will just point out cnn and msnbc they showed the whole hearing uh the opening night in its totality and their ratings were very very good so many people are pointing <laughs> that and like mm, maybe it's all ratings uh of influenced and then of course fox news didn't put any of it on <laughs> their primetime programming no. mm. and it Again, um, it didn't really matter because Sean Hannity's texts are featured in the testimony <laughs> and evidence that they're presenting at the commission anyway. But man, oh man, Kissel and I had a very interesting viewing of Fox News, Hannity, mm -hmm. Laura Ingram, just watching them talk in circles because it's, it's it is insane, kind of bro. a major thing. There was a damn near coup. It was definitely r like thought over for months right, and months course. and months uh, by the president and these different groups that they're bringing about, obviously elected Congress people as well. And yes, for uh, news outlets or politicians or whoever it is, is just sweep it under the rug. They ain't going to need a big old rug. So what were the talking points of the Fox? Like what? what no, were they're just doing Fox stuff, talking about lie by omission, talking uh, just uh, again, totally out of their ass and just deflecting onto other stories that are also valid that we can also talk about. We're going to get into the Supreme Court here in a second uh. when it comes to their unbelievably horrendous new decision that basically makes um, ICE, makes America ICE's hunting ground. Absolutely. So we'll yeah. talk about that as well. When it comes to the rioters, hang Mike Pence. They kept on screaming, hang Mike Pence. Mm -hmm. But everybody knows if you want Pence to die, you just show him some porno. <laughs> His brain will explode. His brain will Aww. explode. Also, recently, Michigan gubernatorial candidate Ryan Kelly, he was arrested Thursday morning on charges related to his involvement in the Capitol riot. One of the things that is so fascinating about the people that stormed the Capitol was how brazen they were mm -hmm. and how well accepted they thought their actions were going to be right you know they didn't have any masks whether uh for covid or not if you're going to do something exceptionally illegal i mask up call me crazy don't really want to get arrested 
for trying to overthrow the United States government, and I don't want to get charged with sedition. Right. Well, and that's why they were asking for all the pardons. Now we know how many people were asking for pardons and when. It was obviously, guess what? Uh, spoiler alert, before January 6th. What? <laughs> and, um, and, of course, the case there, if you're a criminal uh, prosecutor, is, well, why were you asking for a pardon, which right. is something that's only extended to people who are found guilty, if you... We're not engaging in something that was criminal activity. Absolutely. If all of a sudden you're mm-hmm. in a car, it smells like a toot. What happens? Someone says, pardon me. I'm assuming that that's, that's the, the man. That's right. Who Absolutely. committed said farce. Beware of those asking for pardons. And this is currently a ghastly time as far as trust goes for the United States. Right now, we are at an all-time low, historic low when it comes to trust in the United States government, which again is why we can't even get people to agree that what happened that we all saw on TV (laughs) January 6th was at the very least bad. (laughs) Some people refuse to even acknowledge that. And obviously you have the misinformation that's out there. This is one of the areas where the right wing is attempting to take this, where they're like, the FBI set up the whole thing. That's right. That was a couple months ago. They were really pushing that. They didn't. Uh, the FBI <laughs> right. didn't do this. Um, it is so dystopian to live in an era where we see what we saw. Mm-hmm. There's cameras everywhere. Mm-hmm. These are the people that are filming. They're the, texts. They're texts. So it's just crazy. It reminds me of the saying that we had during COVID where it's like together alone. And it's like, no, I'm alone. <laughs> mm, We're not together alone. Right. I fucking hate that <laughs> because it's not true. I'm alone. That That's what's so interesting to me. So they knew... Be if they were asking for pardons beforehand, they knew that they were going to do something illegal, super it's illegal, super illegal. And then later, again, I I just keep going back to that Proud Boys clip. Then their mentality: we were invited by Trump. We have VIP tickets. We're VIP so, yeah. tickets. So that's why they didn't wear masks. That's why they were so proudly filming themselves. So they truly, even even if they did at that moment think that they were doing something illegal, they truly thought they were going to be forgiven by Trump. And mm-hmm. this is. This is the consequences, they buddy. Treated as, as liberators, almost. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. obviously. Again, as we know, with the old Donnie, he throws you away just like he threw away his daughter. Do you think <laughs> this is related to the trust, the lack of trust in the government? Absolutely, they, uh, in both on both ends. So the people that were on the sedition side, they don't trust the government because the government just let them down, literally right. right in their face. Right. And the people on the other side, like us, are like the government's not doing its job. How did these? How has it been over? a year since an insurrection was committed and right. not one person, you know, not one government official right. has been mm-hmm. punished. So obviously on mm-hmm. both ends, the lack of trust is there. Yeah, that's a very good point because Republicans already obviously don't care for the government or the entire system for that matter, and including the constitutional system that we have. And then, yes, Democrats are very upset with Merrick Garland for not moving fast enough on a lot of these charges. Mm-hmm. But again, I feel it's kind of what this commission is here for. It is here to remind us about all the actions that took place because, right. again, there's so many people who are forgetting, but then also times are pretty tough. Right. And, uh, you know, inflation's up and gas prices and the day to day, not a lot of time to even think about what happened on January 6th anymore. Well, that is very true. And again, that's why when we hear people talking about how this committee, this commission, it's no more than a distraction from all of the woes that are going on in the country. I promise you, everyone still knows that that's happening to me. Like, why do we only have, we can only have one thought at one time. And if you even think about getting multiple (laughs) thoughts in your head, you're out of here, you cuck. 1984, obviously the book by George Orwell. Great Mm -hmm. book. Everyone references it, right? Mm -hmm. The left, the right, the middle, the up and the down. Everyone knows that we're heading towards a dystopian nightmare. And the question Mm -hmm. is... Why can't we all just agree that the problem is the algorithms, big tech, and these multinational corporations dividing us constantly? Everyone is screaming the same thing when it comes to mistrust. In 1964, trust for the United States government was 77%. Right now, trust is 20%. Which means 80% of the country (laughs) does not trust the United States government, which means that is every political class in the country except for the people who are related to senators. That's a little bit of everybody. <laughs> that is everybody. Yeah, yeah. And everyone agrees we're heading down the wrong path when it comes to inflation, when it comes to gas prices, when it comes to our morale as a nation. But yet somehow 
we're not getting together as a people. And I just have to think that it is because of the cracking and the fracking of ideologies and the ability to monetize 3% of a population and get millions and millions and millions of dollars off of it. This hyper-specific marketing, the hyper-specific tech world that we live in that goes in, messes with your mind, creates the person they want you to be so then they can sell you the bullshit that they want you to get. Uh, I'm divided (laughs) on the belief of the the algorithm is evil. The algorithm. Well, who told you that? The algorithm. algorithm, Oh, Fernando. Oh, my God. I'm getting hot. The algorithm feeds you what you like, though. Does it? I'm going to just push back just a second. Please. Because as a straight white man, 330 pounds of pure fat. Oh. My algorithm on Instagram when I first got it was all Charlie Kirk. It was all right wing. <laughs> Pray it was, you. It was, yeah. it was all like, he's, he's going to love it. Right. That little fat slob from Wisconsin is going to love this shit. And I was like, please stop sending me all of this. But I have my education in political science from the University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee, or where the Panthers. Woo. Um, and I wonder if I didn't have my brain already kind of like, this is my brain pretty hard. Um, <laughs> would I have just fallen down that trap uh, and said, yeah. okay, now the algorithm is telling me this. I should like this. I should like, what's it, Dick, Dick what's his name? Dick Rubin? Sean, Ru- whatever the fuck these. Sean King? No, whatever. <laughs> these names. Sean King. Sure. Sean King. Dude, you can have example. that. Rubin sandwich. Uh, Dave Rubin. Whatever uh, these freaking morons. Rubin sandwich. Sandwich, one of the best. Mm, <laughs> should delicious. I like should I like these people? Because these are what's being presented in front of me. And if I didn't have a brain, I may have just gone down that path. Uh, sure. You, you know what? I did I okay, you almost want me there because yes. when I went into Instagram, nice. I had Jordan Peterson shoved down my throat. And I really? I loathe and I loathe. And, and why? But why do you think that it was there? Like, oh, he's a smart guy. Maybe Yes, exactly. He's a I because I'm into self-help. I'm into like, you know, philosophy and I'm into like, you know, self whatever, self-improvement BS. Yeah. And it's all Jordan Peterson. I'm a I'm a guy. I'm single. I must love Jordan Peterson. I hate that man. He's a ho- he's a liar. That's he was a he was so a horrible wild. drug addict the whole time while pretending he wasn't. Well, screw that man. Sure. But, but you, you're well, right, let's ben. not blame curate, the drugs. No, <laughs> I curated it. You know, I curated my algorithm and it changed. So you're, I okay, maybe because we're smart, and so it's so so is Facebook. So what? Dumb people shouldn't be allowed on Facebook. Who is the dumb people? Our brains aren't aren't forming still, man. I mean, I never thought I would see so many kids in uh, Make America Great Again red hats. Right. Like the kids love this shit mm. because they're brainwashed right now, and I. You know, we can't just have a country where 20 percent of the people have trust in the government and 80 percent don't. It's just not sustainable. And it's really worrisome. Yeah. In terms of political science numbers, that is political science right there in a nutshell. It is interesting. Uh, Fernando, you were fed Jordan Peterson clips. Ben, you were fed Charlie Kirk. Clips. Yeah, the lipless. all I got from the beginning that, since I got on Instagram was raccoons, so they must know me <laughs> very, very well. But to your point, Ben, I, I completely agree, and that's actually why this article is so interesting. The uh, the family suing Meta because you're right, mm-hmm. the the minds that are still forming. I can only imagine what my life would have been like if I had all these different social media channels and and networks and algorithms as I was growing up. And even in college right. during the, I mean, the Bush Cheney years, I mean, you know, back then I just turned on a Michael Moore documentary and he would tell me what to think. Exactly. Ugh. So just lastly here with this study that was done. So overwhelming majorities of black, Asian and Hispanic uh, respondents said the government should do more to solve problems. And over half of white Americans said the government is doing too many things better <laughs> that's better left to businesses and individuals. Oh. So we have two very different mm. ideas of how to solve these problems. And again, the answer is is, as always, a bit of both. A little bit of both. We need the government help, but then we also have to have people, we need an economy that's thriving, and we also have to have these corporations, as we learned with the pandemic, people are so desperate for jobs, we can pay them less. That can't Uh, happen. So it's like we have no trust in the government, and also when it comes to trust in the corporate entities that they have our best interest in mind, I don't think that's there. Yeah. I don't think. Uh, so both our our oligarch class and our political class are failing us. And then they just have us going and fighting each other over the scraps. The issue is you think they're different classes. Right. Solid the, point. Boom. That's yeah. that's then that is that is, I think, what the distrust is, because to me, when you ask me, do you trust the government? I mean, I trust the idea of the government and I believe that it, collectively we can 
together make you know good democracy. But I don't trust the oligarchs that are actually in charge and right. you know running everything. No, I don't trust them. And maybe the that's is that clear in this in this language? What are we not trusting? The people at the government or the the idea of government itself? Or a little bit of everything. Yes, the fluidity between government. Uh, corporations like Raytheon Ooh. and then media entities right. is really disgusting and so normalized. You know, nowadays you go to get a job at the White House, you can one day have a job on Fox News or MSNBC. Yeah, it's yeah. like the stepping stone to you. If you want to work at Fox, you probably should work at the White House first. Absolutely. You know, and, vice versa. And, right, and, right, and CNN right. and all of these networks, that's how you uh, get in. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's how your uh, opinion is deemed more valid than ours, despite the fact that it is not. And I know a lot of people who work in government and they are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Going back to big tech and the algorithm, there's been eight complaints filed in courthouses across the United States, and they allege excessive exposure to platforms, including Facebook and Instagram, has led to attempted or actual suicides, eating wow. disorders, sleeplessness, and other issues. This is according to Andy Birchfield. Uh, he is an attorney at the Beasley Allen Law Firm. He says these applications could have been designed to minimize potential harm, but instead a decision was made to aggressively addict adolescents in the name of corporate profits. And we know for a fact that that is true. Amazon, or I'm sorry, not Amazon, although I'm sure that they, you know, with this wicker program that next. they have, yeah. they're up next. But Facebook and Instagram and, you know, Twitter, all these places, they know exactly what they're doing. This has been exposed many, many times. People who work for the company are like, I don't feel good going to work every day because I think we're doing something bad. And now we're starting to see legal action being taken by the parents of kids who are suffering. So between gun violence and social media and algorithms, my God, dude. It feels like being a parent today is hard. I, uh, uh, <laughs> How do you in, keep your damn kids alive? In yeah. one of the examples about the, one of the little girls that was uh, considering suicide, she actually downloaded it when she was 11. So she she actually downloaded it illegally because it's 14 before you can use Instagram. Yeah, folks, that's oh. illegal. No, I'm saying she, you know, it, 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 that's, is that right? Is that yeah, that, that's actually Lock downloaded when she was 11. And by the time she was 15, she was having all of these problems. So she wow. had been using Instagram secretly for four years. Is Instagram the problem? Yes, part of the problem. But is it the only problem here? No, obviously. You right. know what I mean? Like, they're, I'm just saying, you know, it's, it's all, part it's of the a larger lot of issues. issues. It's, right. Well, yeah. because also it's a snake eating itself, as we often say, because now Twitter, if Lauren Boebert tweets something stupid, a.k.a. tweets, <laughs> it's picked up on CNN. It's picked right. up on media. And so it's just like this ping pong back and forth of ultimate stupidity. Right. And there's no damn adult in the room, Naomi Charles, I think that was the woman that you were referencing. She's now 22 years old. She started using meta platforms as a minor and she attempted suicide. She says uh, meta misinterpreted the safety, utility and non-addictive properties of their product. Uh, that was according to a complaint in Miami federal court. So where do you guys think this goes? Obviously, when it comes to meta, all things social media, they have money. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I almost think it would be easier to sue the federal freaking government than then sue meta. one of these oligarch yep. platforms <sighs> because they can wait all they, they don't give a shit. 
Well, they can t- they, I mean, your life, suing sucks. Mm-hmm. It's a colossal pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. It can take forever. Right. And at the end of the day, unless the uh, lawyer is working pro bono, mm. watch out for that tree. Oh, Sonny. <laughs> oh, poor guy. <laughs> You're screwed. Because, yeah. you know, these are just people. Right. You know, who knows what their parents do? So this, even if you're a multimillionaire, that'll drain you dry real fast. This reminds me of the Sandy Hook parents suing Remington. And 10 mm-hmm. years later, finally getting what? They got $75 million uh, collectively, I think, for all the families. And we talked about it in the last show. This is how you make corporations pay, literally, is by right. suing them. You know, uh, when we talk about the gun manufacturers, there hasn't been any repercussions yet until, again, with this uh, unprecedented Remington decision where right. the, the Sandy Hook parents actually successfully sued. So but then, I am interested to see where this goes. And again, keep in mind, Remington, they didn't get a verdict. They got a right. settlement. Right. And to your point about suing federal government or suing corporations, this has settlement written all over it. Mm-hmm, and obviously. you want to, and also think about um, the, the PR, right? The, what this mm, looks like. Yeah. Zuckerberg is constantly the concerned Zach. about Meta not being safe or Facebook not being friendly. Cooking these meats. I'm just cooking these meats. Exactly. So. <laughs> the, Zuck. the Zuck. You just got sucked. Your kid committed suicide. You've been sucked. Uh, exactly. Okay. So, so this is, I, I think, this is a positive step in the right direction. Uh, I'm not saying, obviously, uh, social media is doing a good job. I'm saying this lawsuit, these lawsuits themselves, right. I think, could go somewhere promising. They have so much money, though. The one thing about Settle. the they settlement, can get that settlement, I know, the, baby, but the one but it thing about matter this, to them. Yeah, exa- the one saying. thing about the settlement, That's it is like. True. It's a slap I on the head. Don't feel. It's like, stop. I still don't want them going to sleep feeling like they did something uh, good okay. because right. they yes. don't, and yes. they're not going to change their behavior. And for the kids who did commit suicide, your kid is still gone. Okay. They're gone. But okay, here's here's my issue with this whole thing. It's like there's lots of addictive things that exist in our world that are free and open, like gambling. Hold on like, one second. I I gotta crack my rock star. So yeah, exactly. Like I'm saying, you can do all these things. So it's just the issue that Facebook is the. It's just too young of people are acting. Accessing Facebook and Instagram because gambling, gambling has- you know, because gambling can make you all of these things make you suicidal, make you developmental. There's lots of things: smoking, blah blah blah, drinking too much. I mean, pick a pick a pick a thing. I agree. I would say that within all of those, social media just is a counterpart. Mm. So it's not like you don't like if someone is like, I'm addicted to Instagram, so I don't smoke anymore. No, they like it's it's social just, media it's is just, just there it, it, constantly. So it just compounds everything. Hmm. So if you are addicted to gambling or whatever, then you can find groups of people that are addicted to the same thing you're addicted to. So such as oh. evil sauce on top of whatever you're suffering from is what you're saying. Yeah. It's all around. It's 5G. It's a gravy. It's what? a nice gravy of yeah, yeah. I have three testicles now because of 5G. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of which, when it comes to evil thinking and evil minds coming together, Amazon. I love it. They have a platform that I never heard of. It's called Wicker. Uh, Wicker me? Wicker me, yeah. Which sounds like... Uh, you, you know, you can anyway. tell by the fact that we've never heard of it who's on it. Mm. And the, please tell him then. <laughs> so mm. apparently, Wicker Me, it's Amazon's encrypted chat uh, chat app. It's just full of child porn. Really? So this is Whoa. where all the, uh, the Nambla guys have gone <laughs> to take a look at child sexual abuse. This is according to court documents. Uh, it's a tech platform. They did not crack down on this whatsoever. According to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Um, Amazon is doing uh, comparatively little to proactively address the problem of all of these people looking on Wicker Me and checking out child pornography. Another situation or another thing about this situation is how international it is, right? Mm-hmm. Facebook, I don't believe that – is the U.S. the number one consumer of Facebook? Isn't it like Central and South America? Uh, Brazil and Brazil? Every, Yeah, they right? love Facebook. Everyone loves Facebook. Now. Except the Chinese government. <laughs> yes. It, and then more and more countries keep getting it. That's just the best part. Wow. So, <laughs> according to NBC News, they reviewed court documents from 72 state and federal child sexual abuse or child pornography prosecutions where the defendants allegedly used wicker and uh, that just seems like you got a problem with your app and at some point don't you just want to shut it down and not care about corporate profit when all you're doing is i don't know Helping pedophiles come. Over 25% of prosecutions stem from the undercover operations conducted by law enforcement on Wicker and other tech platforms. 
That's got to be a horrible job, by the way. Whose fault is it, though? Because Wicker is just providing a service that allows encryption from end-to-end encryption. So like what WhatsApp is doing or what Signal is doing. Sure. So... Are is is Signal evil? Is WhatsApp evil? Or are the people, or is it the pedophiles? You know, the pedophiles. <laughs> they just the pedophiles just decided to hook onto this whale. You know, wow. for, for so. But what about them not doing anything? That about okay. It? That, that that's where that's where it's Amazon. You need to do your fucking job. Right. That's know. weird to have Amazon have an app like this and then have Apple literally creating programs that search everyone's phone for child porn in the name of searching for child porn. It's like, uh, you know, these big tech guys are, maybe they're not exactly like talking and communicating about what they really want to do here. But then it's not not. end-to-end encryption. If Amazon Amazon Wicker is sitting there watching every message you send, then it's technically not encrypted. So I honestly, the only way would be self-reporting. Wow. Right? Hmm. Because otherwise they're reading your messages and that's yeah. that defeats the purpose of the app. I just right. don't really trust child predators to self-report. That's why it has to be all <laughs> undercover and, you know, yeah. I, I'm just saying, I, like, I feel like we, it's a slippery slope. If we start saying w- Wicker can't exist because child pedophiles will use it, then we can't, you know, we, you can't use the mail anymore because they'll send pictures in the mail. That's but right, they don't man. send pictures in the mail. <laughs> it's different. You don't know that. Post-linking <laughs> Wicker and child sex abuse materials are littered across the internet on social media platforms like Reddit, Tumblr, and Twitter. NBC News found dozens of forums, accounts, and blogs where hundreds of posts have been solicited, had been made uh, to solicit minors. Uh, this is according so to bad. John Sheehan, vice president of the forementioned NCMEC, which again is the National Center for Missing and Exploited children. This is what they say. This Wicker needs to do more in regards to identifying and taking steps to prevent child sexual abuse material being traded on their platforms. I agree. And the question is, if we're going to start suing Remington, uh, which is, you know, it is what it is, and I'm not against it. Do you start suing these apps like Wicker when your child is the one that's being exposed Mm -hmm. to pedophiles? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just a it's a very bizarre time. And then how does this fall into the First Amendment? Because obviously we always have to remember, as Fernando was pointing out, that we do need freedom of speech. But of course, when it becomes a crime and there's a victim at hand, then your freedoms are no longer there. That's not freedom anymore. You're taking away someone's freedom. Exactly. When you're using this, when you're using your freedom to exploit children, to exploit other people's <laughs> freedom. Yes. Uh, you do not love America and you do not love the Constitution anymore. Right. Yeah. And, and that's what's so wild to me is that no matter what you're into, whether it's pedophilia here or maybe an insurrection, there's a, a social media platform for there's you an somewhere. App for you. Yeah. Yes. I Are also... you into insurrection and want to storm the Capitol? Mm, come Get on, on down to chit chat. <laughs> Exactly. And of course, we're reading this article here on NBC uh, News and there's an ad for best cat dad ever. Just ask Peanut. (laughs) That guy uses wicker for sure. (laughs) Exactly. That's the problem. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid scale solar energy in Ohio and Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, so we'll continue to talk about what's going on with social media platforms, the algorithm. Be careful. Our minds are very sensitive. And everyone, this is why we love covering cults so much on last podcast Mm -hmm. on the left. 
is a misconception. You got to be real dumb to get into nope. a cult. No, you don't. Teal Swan has a television show yeah. now. You don't. <laughs> you can be hyper intelligent. As a matter of fact, the people, I know you love your Teal Swan. I just, the, the gay orgies are so weird. I didn't see it. No, they're, they, all the dudes are, none of them can come. They're all just permanently edged. What? Really? Yeah. And they all just, then she forces them to have gay stuff with each other. What? What a nightmare. <laughs> this reminds me of something I saw on Wicker the other night. I didn't know about the TV show. I quivered with excitement when you said that. I was like, I cannot wait to watch. <laughs> wow. Wow. Quivered with excitement. A no come orgy. Someone yeah. call Madison Cawthorn. Yeah, right? It's cleaner. Madison, it's cleaner. No evidence. You'll love it. Oh, my goodness. But some of the smartest people, you know, you look at Heaven's Gate, Herbalife. Herbalife. <laughs> I mean, literally, Herbalife, uh, Cutco. I mean, tons of stuff. Pyramid schemes and, and those types of mentalities don't necessarily apply to dumb people or poor people. No, they or, don't. It's literally, I mean, uh, some of the some of the groups we join on Facebook are a little bit cult like. Absolutely, <laughs> they are, and of including course, Facebook. <laughs> absolutely, in these social media platforms as well, they use a similar technique to control the mind, mm -hmm. and then you mm -hmm. think you have free thought. I'm having free thought, and you don't, and you just sound like a repeating record. And again, it is just absolutely fascinating, and I hope Fernando. You try to be a little bit more positive on social media. I do. I, you know, I give free stuff. I get free stuff. I love Facebook for yeah. the good. For I, I, mm -hmm. I have curated my algorithm for positivity and, yeah. and growth. Yes. So it's only orgies with no one comes. <laughs> <laughs> that is so sad. That's like, what kind of bar is this? Only non-alcoholic beer? Yeah. I had an orgy where no one came and that was just because no one showed up. So yeah. it was just by myself. So masturbation. <laughs> all right. On a slightly more serious note, although all of this is serious but we can make light because we also have to live. Oh. The Supreme Court has given lawsuits, uh, has given lawsuit immunity to Border Patrol oh agents who violate the Constitution. Ugh. So Egbert versus Beale. Mm. It was a Supreme Court decision that ruled six to three against a bed and breakfast owner's lawsuit accusing a Border Patrol agent of violating his Fourth Amendment rights when investigating if there were illegal immigrants at the residence along the U.S.-Canadian border. It is horrifying when mm. you hear the knock on the door and you look out. And you see the person standing as cold as ice. And of Whoa. course, ice, uh, the group of individuals that detain so many people in this country, send them to jails where they have no constitutional oh, protection. Immigration jails are scary. Horrible. Oh. As if normal jails aren't, they are even worse, yeah. which is, it breaks the brain to even think about. But Fernando, as far as a chilling effect on the larger whole, what do you think this decision means? And my God, is this court not living up to the worst parts of our fear yeah. when it comes to uh, how they're acting? Okay, so what what the court ruling is that is that anywhere a hundred miles within a border anywhere in the U.S. So we're talking about all along the coast, all Any along border. the southern border, Canada, all along the Mexico, northern border, a hundred miles in. The border patrol agents can come in and search you, and you have no legal recourse. Papers, please. So, yes, exactly. Wow. Papers, please. So my my the, my feelings on this is this has already been an unwritten rule. I, you sure. know, again, I'm from the Southwest. I'm from right. El Paso, Texas, and El Paso, Texas. A border patrol agent can pull you over and ask you where you're going, what you're doing, ask you for an ID. I have been repeatedly stopped by border patrol agents. I got stopped on my New Mexico State University campus hmm. by border patrol agents, which is well deep into Las Cruces, New Mexico, about 45, 45 miles in the border. Hmm. So this is I think this has been an unwritten rule. And maybe when when the lawsuit happened on what is it, Mr. Egbert? Yeah, mm -hmm. Mr. Egbert actually sued. Then it then the Supreme Court decided to actually make the move and thus set the precedent. Right. And now it's codified. No, exactly. Now it's codified. The thing about what the winning the the what, how the Supreme Court probably won this is because this man had a history of uh of already doing this. He had okay. a history of quote unquote human trafficking in like 2021 or something. He had 11 Afghans and and Syrians in. Uh, he got him into Canada or something like that. And right. I think that was Robert Buell was the bed and breakfast owner. Right. right. And so he is now, uh, he pleaded guilty in 2011 to trafficking 11 Afghans and Syrians into Canada. Right. But I always say, have a good time there. Enjoy the poutine. Sure. And also we should emphasize it wasn't necessarily human trafficking in terms of like sex slaves and things like no, that. No, 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 no. He was just trying to help some <laughs> Afghans and some Syrians get into Canada from the U.S., which and is also illegal. 
illegal, um, but it's different <laughs> kind but of trafficking. Interest, but the point that I want to focus on is the lack or the inability now of us to sue these federal agents. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So according to Hernandez versus Mesa in 2020, the Supreme Court held that the family of a Mexican child could not sue a Border Patrol agent who shot and killed their 15-year-old oh, son. So, so yes, Buell, it is not good. You should not be smuggling human beings. That's it's not also the not point. safe. Yeah. But the point here is the fact that there is now more immunity than ever for Border Patrol agents, for members of ICE, as a society where we're talking about taking responsibility, the Derek Chauvin trial, people, maybe they are feeling like maybe we're going to take a good step where it comes when it comes to holding people in power responsible for their actions because they can end your life. And now a decision like this, it's 10 steps back. Yeah. And that's the point that I think is so important mm -hmm. when it comes to the violation of our Fourth Amendment. Privacy is fucked, man. We're, there is no more privacy. It's over on every single level. And if this doesn't just hit your heart and ring like something's wrong, right. then you're not paying attention. Also, if you take a look at the map of where the Border Patrol and ICE can can uh, detain and right. arrest anybody. mile radius. Or pull over anybody. And again, when you're on your way to the grocery store, I have a red hair, I'm of German descent. I don't feel that stress. Right. But people do. Mm -hmm. Others do, whether they be citizens or not. Right. How many of these people now have to have a confrontation with a law enforcement officer who can kill them legally? Because they feel emboldened. Because they feel emboldened. It does not make a society safer. It adds to more distrust. And again, why is trust in the government at 20 freaking percent? So if you look at the map of the United States, as we mentioned, all around the borders, so all the oceans, Mexico and Canada, in the middle, it seems as if there's a it almost seems like they're trying to redirect uh, <laughs> immigrants into the middle of this country. I, don't, there, I wonder if there's some larger, almost census like plan when hmm. it comes to this, because doesn't it seem as if there's going to be nowhere else to go? If you want to be safe, you have to go deep in. So you've got to go to Wyoming or Montana or Idaho and deal with all. <laughs> I mean, you got a lot of space. It'll be cold. Though. It'll be a lot of space. Yeah, it's very cold. This uh, reminds me very much of the qualified immunity that um, right. most police departments operate under, because that was also decided by a court decision in the 1960s. That's how we got qualified right. immunity for cops. And this reeks of now, and like Fernando said, we kind of had an unspoken mm -hmm. uh, system where this was already in place. This is policy was in place, but now it's codified. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, oh, okay, so now border agents, ICE, uh, these folks also have qualified immunity. I'm also just like, you know, you think about all the Republicans and GOP folks who were talking about vaccine passports or vaccine cards. They're like, this is fascism. Show me your papers. It's like, that's how Border Patrol operates. Right. They are constantly searching for your papers. I know. I so just... where's the outrage from them on that? And there, there is, there has been outrage. There used to be checkpoint denials. Do you guys remember those? Mm -mm. Okay, so again, back going back to New Mexico and Texas and border places. So when you leave these places about 100 miles in, to the U.S., there's always some sort of border patrol checkpoint. Mm. So uh, in New Mexico, it's a little bit past Las Cruces. So like I said, about 60 miles past the border. In El Paso, it's about maybe 25 miles out of the city. But you basically, no matter who you are, you have to verify that you're an American citizen or that you have legal status in the U.S. And this is something mm. that has been in place for, I mean, ever since the 60s or something. So Border Patrol, they're supposed to, you know, stop um, drugs from coming in. Well, they're not doing a good job. And human right. trafficking. And yeah. for a long time, there was a lot of people that a lot, especially American citizens, who felt that this was a violation of their rights. Mm -hmm. So they would do what was called checkpoint denials. They would come up to the checkpoint and when a Border Patrol agent would ask them, are you a citizen? They would refuse to speak or refuse to roll down their window or refuse to provide ID. Hmm. And for a long time, the Border Patrol agents, it was just a back and forth. And technically, hmm. the Border Patrol agent had no right to really do anything. Hmm. Now, though, they do. Now they do. And again, right. it, it, it's 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 about emboldening, truly, I feel. Yeah, because now a, they can come to your bed and breakfast. This is a quote. The court should reject any lawsuits regarding um, Border Patrol agents for, quote, any rational reason, even one. And as we know, one person's rational reason wow. is another person's batshit insane idea of <laughs> justice. 
Woo! What a day for America. 20% approval, and you can see why. All right. Well, just lastly, let's just do a smattering of politicians who are pieces of shit. J.D. Vance and Whoa, Peter Thiel. He's coming for your porn. He is J.D. Vance. He's really focused on porn. Check out the good liars. Uh, they did a fantastic job of roasting J.D. J.D. Vance and Peter Thiel have accused, are accused of operating a secret website. Now, when it comes to super PACs, (laughs) there is this idea that they're not supposed to engage whatsoever with the campaign. However, of course, we know there's ways around that. Mm -hmm. You can just put a video on YouTube and nothing will stop that politician from watching the YouTube video Mm -hmm. and taking cues from there. But this is interesting because Peter Thiel actually set up a website <laughs> yeah. that was so transparently for J.D. Vance to look at <laughs> yeah. that they actually might get charged. Not just J.D. Vance, but his entire campaign team. They, it was Ooh. basically a website of good ideas for the J.D. Vance campaign. <laughs> and But again, because they're a pack, they cannot legally coordinate and collude with the actual campaign. Uh, but Politico found the website. Uh, Daily Beast uh, wrote the article. And uh, again, you know, we're talking about trust in the government. Right. Uh, and this is, these are the guys running mm-hmm. to take it over. This is Peter Thiel, an oligarch in his own right, uh, funding one candidate from a state. I mean, J.D. Vance is from Ohio, but like we've said in this show, man, he hasn't been in Ohio for a long, long time. So 80% people out there who still distrust the government, I would urge you to not vote for people like this. Yeah. I just wish we could get the 80%. The, maybe we can start a new platform, a the new, distrust platform. Yeah. The distrust mm, party. The distrust got 80% party. 80% of the country. 80%. <laughs> and they should all run uh, for office and then uh, abolish that office that they after they win. I, I love it. Great. Right? <laughs> so a new complaint alleges Senate candidate J.D. Vance, obviously a Republican out of Ohio, illegally coordinated with the super PAC funded by billionaire Peter Thiel. Of course, he is the co-founder of PayPal and a great friend of JD. Uh, the complaint was first obtained by the Daily Beast, who is still doing some good work every now and again. It was filed on Monday with the Federal Election Commission right. by Campaign Legal Center and End Citizens United. So it rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> the watchdog group says JD Vance, uh, they knew that they were discussing private things that should not be discussed, especially when it comes to the super PAC that is called Protect Ohio's Values, hmm. aka Pub. And the point of view of this is that these guys are all complete and utter schmucks. Tiffany Muller, president of End Citizens United, which that would be fantastic. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is what they say. They say this abuse is perhaps one of the clearest and most flagrant examples of a candidate and a super PAC skirting campaign finance laws. Yeah. A protect Ohio Values Pack and J.D. Vance's campaign completely disregarded the law as the super PAC essentially served as an all-inclusive and paid-for arm of the campaign. Why? Again, distrust is the theme of the day. Why does it exist? And why can't we even agree with what we see with our own eyes. Mm. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. And this is the this is the one cockroach we caught in the kitchen. How exactly. many how many are behind yeah. the fridge? Oh, you know the dark I mean? money flows exactly. deep in this country. My God. Yes, indeed. Of course, the NRA, that's all they are, is a money laundering scheme. Don't forget that. According to Saurav Gosh, director of the Federal Reform at Campaign Legal Center, they say, when candidates and campaigns flout federal campaign finance laws, they are fostering a system that elevates the voices of the rich and drowns out the voices of everyday Americans increasing the risk of corruption. The FEC, which is responsible for enforcing campaign finance laws, should protect American voters against inequity and corruption in our elections. And that is Amen. another another area where it's just so ironic. It's the pendulum always swings. But when it comes to people trusting our elections, hmm. they don't. And this is mm-hmm. real bad. Yeah. Because if you don't trust our elections, we right. don't have a democratic republic. Yeah. It kind of hinges it's on that huge. one person, one vote system. Right. So and they don't trust them to the point where one guy just has to say, it was stolen. It was stolen. And literally thousands will show up to try and help. Hang Mike oh. Pence, make him come. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's. Oh, also, just lastly. You, even a broken clock is right six times a day. Pat Robertson. Oh, this one's actually pretty oh, fun. I love Pat. Me and him go way back. I can't believe that club. puddle is still alive. <laughs> I mean, I have seen him. He was old when I was a yeah, kid. He yes. was old on the 700 Club in 1992. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And of course, he's uh, spread a lot of very dangerous narratives over the years, and he's been a bit of a schmuck. But in this case, yeah. Pat Robertson is correct. He says criminalizing marijuana is ruining young people. Mm. Yes, indeed. So he talks about how the criminalization of weed has actually hurt young people very much. Of course, he did uh, equate the September 11th attacks um, to um, our pact with Satan. Mm -hmm. Uh, He did think that was, he did think (laughs) that it was kind of our fault. Him saying that hurricanes were because of gay marriage. (laughs) Yes. Um, So, you know, yes. (laughs) Real broken clock. (laughs) He has some thoughts. But in this case, Uh, This is what he had to say. Uh, He had a segment on a faith-based prison rehabilitation. And this is actually good. Right. You know, I mean, if you are going to be faith-based, this is the one thing you can do that actually lives up uh, to the um, words of your leader. Robertson noted that many conservatives look at drug addicts and think, quote, lock them up, throw away the key. Um, But then he goes on to say, we're probably spending more on prisons than on education. Mm -hmm. And the segment Mm. notes and argues, given that 50% failure rate of the prison system, um, a statistic based on one claiming that 50% of all prisoners end up committing a second crime, a.k.a. recidivism. So this is what this is exactly what he says. He says, I'm not exactly for the use of drugs. Don't get me wrong. But I just believe that criminalizing marijuana, criminalizing the possession of a few ounces of pot, that kind of thing. It's just it's costing us a fortune and it's ruining young people. Young people go into prisons. They go in as use and they come out as hardened criminals. That's not a good thing. So, Pat. Wow. Look at you. Look at you today, Pat. Jesus smiled on him today. Oh, that's so nice. (laughs) I'm also looking forward to Dr. Oz opening up a bed and breakfast, and it's just called bed. Oh, isn't that (laughs) nice? Border Patrol can't come in here. It's just (laughs) a bed. It's just bed. (laughs) All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. That was a great joke. Uh, (laughs) I thought of it 20 minutes ago when we were talking about the bed and breakfast. You really nailed (laughs) it. Just wanted to sneak it in here. (laughs) It's very, it's rare. It's really good. It was really good. 80% of America loves my jokes. I I think that's true. I think that's true. Real, real fact. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode and uh, be careful out there Mm -hmm. as our civil liberties just seem to be eroding right in front of our eyes. So, yay. 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 Control your algorithm, everyone. Control your algorithm. And if you find yourself, I mean, I do it. I was watching TV news yesterday and I can watch it for like five minutes and then I start screaming at the TV. And then I'm like, I got to turn it off. Can't confirm. Can't confirm. Because that's what they want you to do. They want you to be full of rage and anger. Buy something. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's why if you want to make your algorithm just feed you cute raccoon memes, <laughs> I can tell you how. All tell right, you how fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay, everyone, thank you for listening. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.